Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. In this episode, we speak with Mark Fidelman. He is a highly motivated, self-directed, and results-driven global marketing executive. He possesses exceptional abilities for building strong, cross-functional relationships with division stakeholders and internal business partners. A strong ability to develop and present analytics, KPI reports for all digital assets and campaigns, Strategize with the analytics research teams to create tools using data analytics, predictive modeling, and audience journey mapping, using new approaches and design to drive market effectiveness. Wow. Let's get deep into this episode and find out more about Mark Fidelman. Mark, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Yeah, really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the digital digital brand building? And I see that you're also a podcast host and you've got some amazing tips on YouTube around digital marketing. Yeah. So I started off actually in sales uh, right out of school. Mm-hmm. And um, what happened was I was you know, complaining to marketing a lot. I was at a tech company at the time. I was complaining to marketing a lot about not getting leads and, you know, nobody's heard of us and all sorts of things that were going on wrong with uh, lead generation and branding. Mm -hmm. And so what I decided to do was to kind of sneak my way into marketing and kept pushing me out and they kept pushing me out. And finally, you know, they were so sick and tired of seeing me over there. They're like, okay, fine. You, you come up with something. And, uh, you know, I came up with this campaign and I mm-hmm. mapped it all out and actually they did it and it did pretty well. So they, they started to respect me just a little bit more, not yeah. a whole lot. They still, you know, they still snick. Mm-hmm. So I switched from sales to marketing Yeah, uh, about 15 years ago. And then knowing what I know about sales and how sales needs to be handled, you know, the bottom of the funnel stuff. I uh, led my own journey on becoming a, a marketer. So that's what I've been doing the last 15 years. And digital brand building for me is a combination of I know e-commerce inside and out. I know how to build a brand with influencers. I've built many influencer brands. And so I've combined those two. And uh, that's why I call it digital brand building. That's a really powerful story. You know, starting from sales and then getting into marketing and telling them, hey, this is how you could do it better because... As a salesperson, I think you have a lot of insight into what really works and what doesn't work. Yep. Right. And right. And uh, so a lot of times that doesn't get translated to marketing because sales doesn't speak marketing a lot of times. That's right. That's right. Marketing is all about empathy and creating this, this and that situation and emotions into people, but it has to all tie back together so you can actually make that sale, make that connection. I'm like, why would I really want this? I'm like, oh, it's it's almost like subtle sales. Marketing is subtly sa- selling, whereas sales is more powerfully. And, and 
I have no experience in sales. I suck at it. <laughs> in fact, one of my first jobs uh, was, you know, cold calling and trying to get people to subscribe to this free magazine. And then I was like, okay, I guess I could do this. You know, I've got people subscribing to this magazine. I went into sales uh, in 2007, calling people to buy used laptops. And it was all cold calling. And I was like, if I had any experience in um, what you call it, any experience with computers, which I did, but having that connection with the sales or who I'm trying to talk to, you know, building that why, why, like, why would you even need a laptop? Having that why answered, I think would have gone a long way, but I only lasted three months in sales. And from then on, I was like, I am never doing sales again. <laughs> yeah, you really have to love it. And you, you really have to enjoy the process of educating people on the right choice and, and getting them to make that choice. And, you know, it's absolutely, it's not for everybody. That's for sure. Well, I would have been really good at it if I had a good mentor. Let me tell you that. Oh, and I sure. did not have, right? So you got to have people walking you the, you know, how to do the walk and how to do the talk to be able to get into that mindset of selling. And I didn't have that. Very true. So Mark, you talk about digital mark, digital brand building and you, you know, you're able, you're able to create this company and help influencers build their brands. What does one, what does it take for somebody like myself or somebody who's in my shoes, who's just starting out with their, their entrepreneurship? What would it take them to, you know, start this journey of building their own brand? Like what are some of the first steps and second steps and third steps to make that happen? I see you've got a huge number of following on Twitter, you know, and you've only, you only joined two years after I did. And I only have like 5,000 followers, right? So how did, how would one make that happen and, and start? Well, great question. First of all, I think you have to define who your audience is and uh, who you are. You know, what is it that you want to project to the world as to what you are and hopefully passion of yours. Mm -hmm. So for me, marketing is a passion I, and I do love influencer marketing. Um, and so if that's the passion and my target audience for me are a bunch of people that could hire me. So chief marketing officers, sometimes it's VP of sales, sometimes yeah. it's CEOs. I want to pick the channels that they're on and Twitter, not so much anymore, mm -hmm. but they, at the time when I first started, they yeah. were all on Twitter and yep. that's where everyone communicated because it's easy to follow hashtags and all that. So I, I came up with a strategy of following the people I wanted to follow me and a lot of them would follow back. So I, I built up, it's called follow, follow back. It's not yeah. easy to do nowadays, mm -hmm. but back then it was simple. And so I built up a bunch of, you know, an audience of marketers and, and CEOs and so on and so forth. Now, of course, uh, you know, it's going, for me, my big focus is trying to figure out LinkedIn right now because I think LinkedIn is, is going to be huge. Oh, uh, it, it is huge, up. yep. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to get a lot of uh, traction on, on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. It seems like you know you could have one really good post like I had last week and then the next one falls flat. And I'm like, yeah. what? What's, what's going on here? I lose yeah. the audience? So I don't know. I, I don't know if it's me or if mm -hmm. it's uh, just the algorithms of LinkedIn, but I'm, I'm trying to figure that one out. Yeah, I think that's good. 
But uh, the first thing you know, I, I, I think about is, okay, I know my target audience. I know who I am. How do I best represent that to my target audience? So I'm trying video because I really like video. Yeah. I'm trying podcasting. I'm trying uh, short, funny snippets on LinkedIn, you know, and I, I, I cycle through five different things, you know, motivation, sales, marketing, then something funny, and then something personal about myself. So I, yeah. I cycle through five and I just keep rotating it. Mm-hmm. And I, cause I think it gives, it gives the, you know, whoever's watching a well-rounded uh, perspective of who you are. I, I also do the same thing on, on Instagram. by the way. Mm-hmm. So the rules, you got to know that the rules are changing, but what's not changing is how do you produce content that's going to, you know, uh, inspire, inspire your target audience. And yeah. that is the Holy grail. If, if you could figure that out, and you're willing to be committed to it, like you're doing it two, three times a week minimum. I, I try to do something every day. Yeah. Then over time, if you're competent, people will see you as an expert. And, you know, I, I probably get 20 messages a day on LinkedIn asking me wow. for help. Yeah. So, you know, I have to be very picky about who I, I, uh, I help. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a fascinating, interesting way to get business is by building your own digital brands. So yeah. First step somebody needs to do is they need to first create content, video, audio, text. Well, I think they got to know who they are and who their audience is. That, that's right. probably the first step. The second first step, step is, is find out who they are. Okay. Yeah. And define, define who you are like a brand. I mean, don't, you, you don't want to say, you know, you're Nike, but mm-hmm. okay. If you're not Nike, what are you, who are you as a person? What do you represent? And what do you, what's your story? Yeah. And you put that out there. Then you got to find the right channels. For me, I told you I was looking at LinkedIn, but I've, I've, been, on, uh, I've been on YouTube for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing podcasts because I think my target audience listens to podcasts. They're on yeah. YouTube. And they're definitely on LinkedIn. Yeah. And so those are the three I'm really focused on. Um, Facebook to me is dead, especially organically, unless I want to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's the second step is, okay, you know, find out the channels around. The third step, is what's compelling content? What's really going to catch their attention? And for me, I have to do a lot of experimentation to figure that out. But once you do, then you know you have to be consistent, which would be step four. You know, consistently put out content two to three times a week. Perfect. I think that's that boils it down. Getting that why, figuring out why, figuring out yeah. who you are, figuring out who's going to benefit from that information that you got in your noggin. Right, going to those channels, finding those channels, finding those groups, and talking to people that are in your passion circle or fall in your passion circle. I don't know. I think that's yeah, uh, that's a, that's a, a, I'm trying to come up with new words, man. <laughs> passion <laughs> circle, right? Um, just think of you, it. Just just think of it as like uh, I, I like to translate things to the physical world. Physical, you world, know. Yeah. You've been hired to do a presentation and the audience are, you know, a bunch of CEOs from Miami, Florida, yes. making this up. Well, what types of research do you have to do? What types of content would you have to do? And does the fact that they're CEOs living in Miami, how does that shape your message and your story? And that's kind of how you have to look at it. It's like, how am I going to educate this 
very specific audience and do not go too broad. Don't make your audience all marketers, for example. No. All marketers in B2B that, whose revenue is between a billion and 10 billion. That, that's the way you start. You get really focused. And once mm -hmm. you get 100, it's amazing. Once you get 100 solid followers that do whatever you want, then yeah. it just builds from there automatically. You don't have to do anything except keep cranking out the content. That's that's really insightful because I've been I've been trying all the different things too, right? But I haven't. I figured out like what I want, like I, yeah. who I am, right? With hacks and hobbies, like I'm a, I'm the hobby guy, right? I love figuring uh -huh. different hacks because I'm also experimenting with different things all the time. But then, how does that relate to what somebody else might be interested in? Like, who's my target audience? And and you really got to find it. Like, uh, yeah. you marketers talk about avatars all the time. I mean, yeah, have I have three that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, and and so every time I put out content, I'm like, CEO be interested in this? Would a VP of marketing? Would a VP of sales? Would any of those three people be interested in this? And if it's no, yeah. I don't do it. It's wasting your time. We are back, and we just had to take a break because my, uh, you know, my daughter needed a diaper change. And it was a big one. <laughs> you know. Oh my God. So that's that's life in the in the post COVID, you know, you're in COVID world. Um we've got we've got uh John Krasinski, you know, doing the so, some good news show from his, you know, one room. And <laughs> it's it's just amazing, like the the opportunities that we have now. It's just amazing what we're able to do. And and you know, I'm connecting with you, Mark, out in California. I'm out, I'm and I'm out here in Virginia, and we're having this awesome conversation about brand building and you know what you can do to start your process of you know building your own brand, building your own personal brand, and sharing what you're passionate about and I think the podcast started as a passion for me, you know, documenting the journey of my beekeeping because I am a beekeeper, right? I am a cyclist and, and connecting with you, Mark, you know, learning about your passions around technology, around marketing and what you've been able to do with focusing, you know, putting that focus on digital marketing and brand building has been, you know, it's, it's, it shows, you know, what you were able to experiment and put out there in the world has um, created a following for you. Yeah, I, and, and I appreciate that. And I, I think, you know, it's figuring out what quality content to put out that helps people. And hopefully for you as a business person, helps people not directly look at you to hire you, but kind of indirectly. Yeah. It's like, oh, if this guy's putting out this type of content, imagine what he can do for me. You know, that that's kind Absolutely. of what I shoot for. Yeah. So if I'm doing a video, um, and I, I don't do a lot of studio videos, mm -hmm. but I, I've done a lot for clients. Yeah. But my videos, you know, kind of talk to, okay, I'm not gonna waste your time. I know I'm a fuck I'm an expert on this stuff and I'm gonna give you tidbits of information that just wet your appetite a little bit, teach you something. I'm really saying subliminally is, hey, hire me and I'll help you get to the promised land. What are some of your motivations for the things that you do? 
uh, you, you talked about, you know, uh, some of them are, you know, you love marketing, you like building brands and you like to tinker and experiment with different things, especially video. So what are some of the other motivations that might, we might not have touched on? Well, I like, I like money. I mean, money buys freedom for me and time. And um, I've got a family as well. Uh, so for my you know, kids being able to provide and give them the best was take them traveling. So that, that to me is important. Um, anybody that says that, that it's not, I think it's fooling you. Uh, but you know what uh, really drives me the most? Let's, let's say nobody got paid for anything. I would still want to help people build their dreams. Building other pe- helping other people to build their dreams. Yeah, like through business. You know, there's, there's all sorts of ways of building your dreams. You could do it spiritually. You could do it through religion. You could do it. But I, I like to say I do it through business building. I want to build your business and make you famous and make you money. And uh, that's all I do. That's what I focus on for other people. And I, that makes me happy. I yeah. love seeing it. I love pointing to this person and saying, you know, I help their rise to the top. Mm. I really like that. That's really powerful. Next question. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Okay. So does it count if I started the hobby in college and then just abandoned it? Um, or like probably. a brand new one? Yeah. Okay. It could be anything. All right. The one thing I wish I would have done a lot more of is painting. Like I started mm-hmm. it. And I got okay. I was a better drawer. But um, I wish I would have done more painting. And, and that for me would be something I kind of regret. And eventually I, I want to get into. And I think I will. But, uh, you know, we'll have to see. Nice. Yeah, I, I've always been uh, inspired by painters and drawing. And it's it's... It's a very different talent. You know, you, you got to pull in all these different thoughts together to be able to draw. I mean, I, I, I'm still a terrible drawer, but I can, I can trace pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're a good tracer, uh, you could trace a bunch of different things together and make it Probably. something new, you know, Probably. Yeah. Then, then you have art there. That's right. That you're you're absolutely right. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give that a shot. Well, thank you. No problem. All right. Next question. <laughs> what did you <laughs> want to be when you were a child? Oh, what did I want to be when I was a child? I was pretty confident I wanted to be in in a baseball player. So I used to spend, I mean, hours. I'm hours by myself when there wasn't a baseball game going on, throwing a, or pitching a ball against uh, our garage. And mm-hmm. I'd have this strike zone and I'd make up this fantasy world about, you know, I would play a game in my head while I'm throwing yeah. the ball against the, the garage. And depending on where the ball went, it was a home run or a hit or out. It's just, nice. I played nine innings and it was all in my head and it was all based on where the ball bounced. Yeah. And, um, I was just so into baseball. I thought, you know, for sure, I'm going to be a baseball player. Nice. That's a, that's a very, you've got a really awesome imagination, you know, <laughs> it was, it running was. the game in time, in, in, <laughs> the entire game in your head. Oh, I ran the whole game. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I ran the whole game and I do it every day. 
you could probably do really good commentary. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I'd, I'd want some practice, but absolutely, I can do yeah. good commentary. I'm not a, I don't follow baseball anymore. I stopped following it uh, when long time ago. Uh, the Red Sox. Well, when the Red Sox won the World Series for the first okay, time. Okay, like it's over. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, I, I was waiting for that, and now it happened. But no, I mean, just all the politics that got involved with baseball. But, okay, yeah. Um, I just don't have time to follow sports. The only thing I follow now is NFL. Okay. And right yeah. now you're not following NFL either. because No, I'm following happy. esports. Esports is e what you do. That's I'm following right. Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the only that's, thing you can follow. That's, that's what you can follow. I mean, uh, Gary V's got huge money on that one. Yeah, he does with baseball cards and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if baseball cards are, are – I mean, I hope they make a comeback because I tell yeah. you, I got, a, I got a massive collection from the 80s. Nice. <laughs> I mean, if it comes back, I'm going to be uh, cashing all that in. Yep. Cash it in, man. Because none it of it's in. been opened. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. I have fresh wax packs wow. from 1989 Holy. and 1988-Yeah. It never been open. I should build. I should maybe I should throw those on eBay. Maybe you should, man. Who knows? There yeah. you go. Awesome, man. So, all right. Next question up. What is your favorite movie or television? So you're gonna laugh, but my favorite movie is The Natural. I don't know if you've seen The Natural. Natural. But The Natural is with uh, Robert Redford, and it's about this phenomenal baseball player mm. who who mysteriously gets shot early in his career. Yeah. He was going to be the next Babe Ruth. And then obviously it's fiction. Mm -hmm. And then recovers 15 years later and returns as like a 35, 36-year-old and, be, and just becomes this phenomenal baseball player and helps right. a team that's struggling. You know, it's, it's the perfect, uh, for me anyway, mm -hmm. anytime I'm feeling down, I'll watch this movie and get inspired again. Nice. So that's my favorite movie. Robert Duvall, Robert Redford, Glenn Close. Nice. Oh, you've seen really it. Nice. No, no, no. I'm I'm looking at it. I'm looking oh, at the IMDb, you know. Oh, okay. Well, if you're not if you are a baseball fan, even if you're not, it's a it's a pretty damn good movie. Very underrated in my opinion. Nice. All right, next question. Who is your favorite superhero? Oh, so my favorite superhero. Oh, it's a tough one. I mean, in terms of kicking butt, yeah. it would have to be Thor because I, I don't think anyone could take Thor. Um, yeah, and you, so you're I would go right. with Thor. What's okay. that? I said you're about right. No, Thor. I mean, he's a god. He, he's a yeah, he's a demi. Um, yeah. But um, I think that fight would be between um, Thor and Hulk on that war planet was a pretty epic one. Yeah, it was. But, I mean, Thor could fly away, you know. The oh, that's right. Fly he could away. fly away. Yeah. And, so, um, if he's getting beat, then I don't uh, know. Can a, can a god be killed? I, I, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. We'll have to. Either we'll that have, or like a Superman. I mean, Superman seems Superman's like he's pretty, uh, pretty sick. Yeah, he's pretty badass. <laughs> no, I like, I like hey, the I, character. And the, the the character arc for Thor, it's it's been it's it's a really good one. Yeah, I I think it is. When the humanization of Thor seems a little weird to me, but you yeah. know, I, I guess we got to figure out a way to relate to him. But you know, at this point, honestly, I take a superpower of not having a bad back. If I had that superpower, oh right now, yes, 
yes. I would take it. Yes. Give me that one. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think you'll have to look at Doctor Strange because you know in Doctor Strange, um, there was one man who you know he went through the thing and he basically magically cured himself so he then he could <laughs> right. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, um, Doctor Strange, he's got some strange powers. Yeah. I mean, time travel. Can he do time travel? Can he, there's so many different things that he well, can do. That He was able to do the time travel because of the, the time stone. Not, oh, not, okay. Yeah, so it was, it was the power of the stone that he was able to harness. Right. But, I mean, so that, that means you could go back to a time before Thor was born and take Thor out. So I guess Technically. You know, if you're looking at... <laughs> I mean, that's what at, they try to do right with the um that's what they try to do with the the infinity war the end game right they go try right 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 exactly like will you kill this man how are we gonna get those stones back <laughs> yeah because thor was like hey i should have chopped his head off instead of chopping his arm off <laughs> right there you go then the second movie was like there i'm gonna go. chop his head off like i did it I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Next question. If you were, oh wait, we totally forgot this one. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Whew. If I got to play a character in a movie, it would be a romantic comedy. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, I would think something about Mary. I think I'd want to be one of the characters in something about Mary. I think I just thought that movie broke new ground. And uh, I don't know if it was the Coen brothers that produced it, but whoever started that trend, I think really inspired a whole new genre of comedies. They, so, did. they did a really good job in that one. Cameron Diaz yeah. and Ben Stiller. Right. It's totally. Uh, I mean, the whole cast, it was perfect. I mean, for, was for so me, all the, the character casting was perfect. It was that, perfect that's how I yeah. looked at it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Last question. If you were a board game, what would that game be? It'd be Monopoly. I know, I know that for a fact. Mm -hmm. I, I just like the power of collecting properties and yeah. horse trading and dealing. And, you know, most of the money I've made is through real estate. So yeah. I, uh, I, would be, I would be Monopoly. Nice. I'd try to be the banker if I was allowed to. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice man. I've I've been getting a lot of monopolies lately, so I'm gonna have yeah. to, I'm gonna have to uh, you know publicize this list and like check out all these monopolies I got. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea actually. Take yeah. that content and just say, hey, I asked this question to 50 people I interviewed, mm -hmm. and monopoly was number one, and sorry was number two. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> whatever well, number two there's, is. There's a ton of data in here. I'm, I'm I need to harvest it. But Mark uh, Biddleman. I got that right, Chris right? Fidelman. Fidel, yeah. Fidel, man. Yeah. Fidel. You got it. Not fiddle. Mark Fidelman, thank you so much for your time, man. This has been a lot of fun talking with you, learning about you and how you created your company, how marketing and you know how you put brand building and sales together with marketing and uh, help so many people out there you know, grow themselves through business. That's, that's really amazing. And a lot of people, a lot of my audience, you know, they, they are, you know, starting their own business. They're starting their personal brand and they definitely need some help in that area. You know, how, how do, how do you get from zero to one, 
you know, zero to one is the hardest. Once you got yep. one figured out, then you're like, okay, I just got to replicate and keep going at it. So that's really so awesome. Thank it, you so it's, much. And it's, it's, let me just leave the audience with one final thing. Absolutely. It's consistency and persistence because you might not see a lot of traction for the first three months, but you'll get better. Some posts will do well, some won't. You'll learn from that. You got to stay committed. I see so many people fail because mm -hmm. they don't get an instant reaction. It's not going to happen instantly unless you're a genius. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just remember Twitter in my early days. Mm -hmm. I would just keep posting and posting and posting. I'd reach out to people. What do you think? I'd get influencers and I'd do collaborations. So if you're really serious about it, that, that's, you just got to stay consistent. Absolutely. Be without consistency, uh, kids all over the world wouldn't be learning how to walk because they gave up on crawling. Right. Yeah, and kids don't give up, as we know. And that's how you have to be. Beginner's mind and don't give up. That's right. And that's why we have this amazing music coming here from my there child. We go, DJ. We've got we've got some really cool version Is of Mary twinkle, had a twinkle? little <laughs> Mary had a little lamb, a Dora the Explorer version. And, All right. Uh, so Mark, one final question. Where can my audience find you? So you can find me on LinkedIn, Mark Fidelman. That's probably the best place. And feel free to reach out to me there. Uh, or on Twitter, you can follow me uh, at Mark Fidelman, at Mark Fidelman. YouTube's probably, if you want to learn something, uh, go to Fanatics Media on YouTube. That's mm -hmm. what I use as a brand of, on YouTube. So uh, nice. three options. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I'll be sure to drop these links into the show notes. Thank you so much, Mark Fidelman. I appreciate you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website. 